War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to this channel, So my daddy told me years ago told me about it. We are now recording episode 110. Today's date is March 13th, 1952. <laughs> oh wait, Noah, you always do a better job of the well, date. Well, this week I'll actually tell you what the real date is. I won't say one day of the week and then another day of the month that is physically impossible for 2009. <laughs> <laughs> Hate it when that happens. It is actually Thursday, October the 22nd. October. And I wish that I'd realized what the date was last year or <laughs> last week. <laughs> this seemed like a year ago. When we ago. were recording the introduction a second time, because then I could have said it was the Ides of October, but huh. I missed it. So now, even though you just said it, you now can't it's say it. Plus seven. Yeah. plus seven. I plus seven or something. It's unfortunate. It's, it's like Windows seven, 7 release week. Isn't When's it, it come out? Is it next yeah, week? it is. Actually, it's already out, isn't it? Has my world changed yet? You mean you didn't have your party? I, um... We were going to have a party. I'm going to be late to the party. But um, <laughs> Seriously, I just got fucking Vista not too long ago. No, man, you're behind the times. You I were guess. antiquated, dude. Why don't you get on your horse-drawn buggy and go out to the store and find yourself a copy of Windows 7? <laughs> How about, maybe I'll just totally go back and I'll start using Windows ME. Dude, <laughs> Millennium Edition. Didn't you think that would stand for a thousand years? I did. Well, it was the Millennium It only does come so. once in a Millennium. And I didn't know that a Millennium didn't represent a thousand years at the time. I, I had no idea. It's really... Awkward silence. Bad language structure. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was horrible. Because what's a thousandium? I don't know. It's a... It's a thousandium? A thousandium. What's a million really millennium? What is a million years? It's not a decade, I know that much. I don't have that vocab word. It's a... Eon? What's Let's look eon? it up. <laughs> Let's not. You, the listeners. Let's, Let's tell our listeners what yeah, we're going to be talking about Occupy yourself with some light porn while we... Uh, we are we going to talk about... <laughs> we're going to be talking about what we've been playing this last week. We have a massive... We have like three essays for our email this week. Yeah, and listeners... We do appreciate your emails, but kind of tone it down a bit. All right. <laughs> They're like, we can't make you happy. TLDR. TLDR, okay? You're not getting enough emails, or you're getting too many, or they're too long, <laughs> or they're too short, or they're about uh, games that you don't I know. care we're, about. We're just kidding with you. We appreciate all the feedback we've been getting. Um, we'll also get into the week in gaming. <laughs> yes. There are lots of funny little stories to go over there. And a little blogosteria as well, yes, involving yes. the Champions Online Sea Store. shall be the nightcap of our episode. The Castor. <laughs> the Castor. And uh, then after that... Should we'll... we talk about the exciting new introduction? 
Oh, yes. Yes, in two weeks we will be releasing a new introduction. Hopefully in two weeks we might actually be introducing a new website as well, but I'm not going to put any pressure on anyone. possible. Anything's possible. But I think the introduction is really possible. We do have a deadline. In two weeks, in two weeks, you will hear a new intro. Two weeks. Loud, proud, strong. Hope I don't get distracted by my cold fusion work. Do we have any angry listeners or anything to deal with? We do, but we will get to that later. Okay. And we have a special producer of our music this episode. Yes, this week our episode will have music featured by... Al King! Al King is a aspiring rap artist. Well, I don't know that he, he classifies himself as a rap artist. I guess you could say he's rap, but... Hip-hop? He's like, it's like psycho-funka rap-licious, is what I'd call it. Mm. That's what I'd call it. I'm looking he, he might this. He might want me to say something different, but I'm just going to say it's like psycho-funka rap-licious. Sweet. That's my take on it. Okay. Anyway, well, he's, from, yeah. he's from Macon, Georgia. Um, again, we're trying to bacon. Uh, we've had this happen before. I, I do want to give an update uh, for those of you who who know that when we did this before, uh, Joan. That's right. Uh, was our first featured artist Jellin? on here. Uh, he actually got signed by wow. Universal. Sweet. Uh, not Thanks too long to ago. Channel Mass. And Thanks to us. You know, I, do, I you know I know I wasn't gonna say that, but you know, I hate to take credit for you know somebody's Launching success, his career. but we could say. Yeah, you know, we launched this guy's As career. As we sip our Cristal. That's right. And that's right. Uh, I think that's probably poor. a reasonable explanation for any listener that stopped emailing us. That's what Scott's probably made it big yeah. somewhere on the radio. Probably. We, probably working on the new Dukes of Hazard series. Yeah. Nameless one, I'm sure, is... Uh, I'm not sure what Jim's excuse paper. is, but yeah. all these other artists that we featured on our show... Yeah, they have ascended. Damn. Gone to the top. So anyway, Meanwhile, if you, if you we know or are an, an aspiring artist, you know, hey, send your stuff to us. We got your back. We'll spring. We got your back. We'll get you out there. We'll be the foundation. And next thing you know, you're going to get signed. That's right. We'll get you started. We launch careers oh, here yeah. at Channel Massive. That's right. We are the makers of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> we are the eye in the sky. We are indeed. We are indeed the eye in the sky. Well, all right. Let's rules. get on with this. I can read your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Name that shitty band from the 70s for extra credit listeners. <laughs> hey, Mark, what are you playing? Um, <laughs> I'm playing... Um, I'm playing. I'm playing the simulation of being an overworked IT guy. Uh, it's a strange game. I, I see. I see it game. running on your computer screen right now, and <laughs> yeah. let me tell you, it looks amazing. The, babes. the graphics are so the babes. Awesome. The babes it's in really this. Lifelike. Yeah, very lifelike. Uh, no, I've been playing some. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Champions. After the last podcast, um, I got some some nice praise for one of my the appearance of one of my characters from Jason and maybe oh. Noah, and um, and so I've been playing that character a Are little bit. Are you serious? Yeah, that's right. You're supposed to put a screenshot of that up on the website, right? Yeah, and so I was like, well, and that so is I like one of the ugliest fucking things I've ever seen. <laughs> well, you named her something funny too, didn't you? Her name. Is 
What is her name? She looks like a duck-billed platypus. Who's that chick from that British version of... Was it uh, Britain's Got t- Britain's Got Talent? Susan Boyle? Dude. This thing's does, got nothing on Susan Boyle, She looks man. like a platypus mixed with Susan Boyle. Yeah. But it's without the talent. pretty bad. No, actually, I'm joking. I, I've been playing... I, I deleted her to make room for for another character, which I deleted. I'm, I'm sorry you to say... Liar? See I'm, now, look at look at Noah. Noah's all disappointed now, and so am I. I'm, yeah, I'm you sorry suck. to say. How many slots do you need? Thirty-two would be really cool. Oh, jeez. Well, you know, you could buy more slots. Yeah, money can't buy you love, but it can buy you champion stuff. Anyway, I've been playing one of my characters. Um, I, I have a main character named something. I don't. I don't want to give it out for fear I'll be stalked. No, I have a main character named Death Angel, but I've been playing my my dude named King Maelstrom a little bit more, and have found that he seems to be incredibly overpowered, which which I love. So I've been playing that a lot. No, you have to go back to the powerhouse and retcon him and gimp him. Then, yeah, apparently that that's what I need to do. So yeah, I've been playing that. I've been um haven't really been playing any PC games. My Xbox died. Fortunately, Jason had one in his garage, which we unearthed and dusted off. And now I'm little does Mark know I uh, installed a couple of new features on there that are undetectable. <laughs> oh, I've filmed a few videos with your surveillance camera already, <laughs> with both willing and unwilling partners before they face their ultimate end. <laughs> Once that thing's connected to the internet, you'll be in for a real feast. Feast. Blood feast. Anyway, what have you guys been playing? I say that because I'm sure you were playing in tandem. No. We only play no, as a group. I get to sit on the chair. You sit on Daddy's lap. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you know, I well, did that last time. Who's Daddy this time? <laughs> what, what show is this again? It's a Channel Massive show. Of course. <laughs> Noah, do you want to go first, I guess? <laughs> like last time. <laughs> Get back on the lap. <laughs> I, I didn't. I haven't actually played very much. I played DJ Hero. I played House of the Dead Overkill with this really cool Wii pump action shotgun peripheral oh, sweet. that I'm reviewing for Nintendo Joe. It's like metallic car red it's got rubberized grips it's really well can designed. you like do the one-handed uh shotgun Arnold schwarzenegger thing no it's it's a little bit stiffer than that. <laughs> but what's cool is it that would be into awesome. the peripheral, and it actually has all the functions of the nine chuck the analog stick and the c button and the z button actually on the back of the gun so wow. all you need is the gun to do everything it's really neat cool very fancy and i played a little bit of scribble knots and last night i played Oh, wait for it. I played Williams Pinball Hall of Fame. Pinball. Really? It's such a it's a terrific game. It's got a dozen Williams tables. I really love Medieval Madness. I didn't know that Tina Fey was one of the voice actors in that. And I really love Tales of the Arabian Nights and they're just really spot on recreations of those pinball tables. Really? And it's set in like this eighties style arcade with all uh-huh. this guitar rock and <laughs> cheesy carpet and pe- uh-huh. there's people the machines, but it's really, really cool. Highly oh, recommend. That sounds awesome, man. Interesting. I've always had this weird thing about I mean, I figure you know, if I'm gonna play pinball, I wanna play a pinball machine and not on a computer. 
or a console. I don't know. It's just something about playing pinball. I've had an affinity not for on a it. Pinball machine. I can see that. Ever since like Atari had some really old, crude pinball games in there, and ever since I've like that Sierra, a long time ago made some really cool. Was it Command and Conquer pinball game? Where it was more, it was more stylized. Where uh, you were blowing things up and building bases and going underground. It was a much more complicated. A 3D Ultra Pinball. Oh, and they yeah, made yeah. several different uh, variations of that. That was really cool. And now it's really cool because you can't find pinball machines anywhere anymore. It, it's weird when you find um, when you find a real one that's kind of modern and, like, all the electronics and shit. It's like they have, like, made modern pinball machines, like, ADHD compliant. I don't <laughs> like, like the ones that are, like, they're half the length like and they have you a put that. You know what I video mean? screen. Like yeah, there's just all this stuff going on. It's like, you know, you knock the ball over here and this, like, three-dimensional scene of Broadway dancers comes out and does something. <laughs> then you do this other thing and, like, rockets shoot off, but they, like, actually fly out. You know, it's like, it. it it's like, th- we must satisfy the next generation with this pinball machine or we will be a dying art. Well, there really aren't any pinball companies left. Yeah. They're not making any. No, anymore. not many. No. There's Stern. That's the only one I can think of. And they make real pinball machines. And then there's that other crap where it's like a does video mid- screen. Well, does Midway... Midway's was pretty big in the whole yeah. pinball scene it, for It's a, while, a dream though. of mine to have a real yeah. good pinball machine. Like maybe I've Terminator. I've heard that the Lions, the place, the Lions place that you went and got your main cabinet, I heard uh-huh. they have a lot of pinball machines there. I can't remember. I think... I think they might, yeah. Uh, we'll have to check it out someday. You should go, man. You should I would go. love a pinball machine. There's no room for that in my life right now, but... Oh. There's no room in that place of yours, dude. Exactly. We will suspend it from the ceiling. <laughs> then we'll put some gravity boots up there. Yeah. It'll be cool. You can be like, yeah, I'm working out. Check it out. <laughs> so, Jason, what have finished I your tour of duty? I have. I finished my... Well, sort of finished my tour of duty and. Champions Online. Bloodlust to the Reckoning is level 40. Uh, the tweet heard around the world, I guess. Uh, I will post a review. In Are a you going to play the uh, expansion a few thing? Days. The Halloween thing? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, my subscription is, you know... Through November. Through November. Um, to the Through the beginning of November, I guess. So, yeah, I'll probably play a little bit through that, and I'll try to do some of the end game content. Yeah, you gotta stick around for the the uh, November event where the giant turkeys will rampage. Yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, because we, we all know how much I love holiday events to begin yeah, with. You and hol- holiday events are two things that are great together. Peas in a pod. Peas Peanut in a pod. butter and chocolate. <laughs> exactly. Salt and pepper. Hey, your holiday got into my Jason. <laughs> that doesn't sound very <laughs> doesn't good. Doesn't sound does it? good at all. <laughs> Sorry for um, that image. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've had my fun. Uh, I'm not sure that I'm going to stick around. I'm going to go that. play WoW. No, I don't think so. I think I'm going to be taking another extended Van- Vanguard break from MMOs for a while. Vanguard's not calling to you. Jeez. Not really. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it, I'll, I'll lay it all out, and I'm going to write a review. Um, you know, I figure I've pretty much seen everything there is to see, you know, level 40. So you'll get a comprehensive review. You know, I'm sad to say it. I could have played Age of Conan this week, but I didn't. Really? I I didn't I didn't really feel like it after my anticlimactic experience in post-level 20 world. 
It was really cool. I went to this, I randomly got to the corner of this some spot and I heard all this thundering noise. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Because I was trying to uh, outrun something. I, I'd gone to the Purple Lotus Swamp and then I went to the Stygian city and I was trying to get back to my city and oh, I couldn't yeah. figure out how. And I was like in this desert expanse and there was a desert caravan. He's like, I can take you back to the... I've been exactly there. And then I went to the pur- and he dropped me off at the Purple Lotus Swamp and then I heard this like... I'm like, what the hell's going on? And like this whole city was rising behind me and apparently it was our guild city. Oh, it like self-constructed behind me. It was really a strange experience because I I'd wanted to see it, and there it was. And just like the walls rose out of the ground, like everything that had happened happened all at once for me. Because I guess it was my first time there or something. I don't know why. That's kind of crazy. And it's like right in the middle of the purpose. It's like Dr. Manhattan there, like going, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Building, yeah, that's building is like Martian kind of the visual that you yeah. almost get, isn't it? From well, there's no yeah. one in there. There was all these. There was lots of buildings, walls. I was really impressed with what our guild had put together. But there's nobody there, and I didn't think that it'd be in the middle of a zone, like a purple lotus swamp zone. Hmm. But there it was in the corner. It was really strange. Did I you loot it? Did you? Did you? Did you spend all the guild money on, <laughs> on like display I cases? Know. And, and, dude, and, and I, that, that's what I'm going to do in Champions. I'm going to like take all the all the super group stuff and just pawn it off build before a, I before I like build the Jason mobile before I close it all down and delete my account. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> just kidding. That's funny. Just kidding. Anyway, that Champions is all I've been playing. That's all I've I've done. I I I, I told Mark. The other day, I was gonna, you know, I was only, you know, two levels away from making it, and I didn't spend, I didn't stay up all night getting to level. No, what was the motivation like for hitting forty? Was it the you just wanted to finish a game before reviewing it, unlike everyone yeah, else, or was it exactly. that, that listener? No, that it, called it was, us it's out. exactly that, Mark. I wanted to experience pretty much everything that I could. So you're gonna do some unity missions? And yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do all that, and I'm gonna. Are you gonna? Are you going to experience all that you can experience by buying stuff in the store? We will talk about oh, that okay. later <laughs> in the Blogosteria segment. But uh, you need to f- troll on the forums. Well, what are you going to we'll jump into that. next if you're not going to play an MMO? What console game are you thinking about? Oh, I'm oh, curious. Think, well, what games? I mean, I've got so many that I could play. Right are you going to play something you already have? Or you I've got Prototype. I've got. I didn't know you had Prototype. I've got this urge to play Mass Effect again because Mass Effect's going to be released. Uh, well, we'll January twenty seventh. Yeah. So, or something. Uh, you're supposed to be able to transfer your save game files over, and you That's all know right. the tragic story of my console being yeah stolen. Burst. So I don't have those save games anymore, which really sucks. So if I want to, you know, kind of experience the whole. I keep trying to tell you, your console wasn't Dang. stolen. We sent it out to a farm to live out right. its old days. It's so fine. I, yeah, I've got that to think about. I've got Gears of War 2 that I want to try out a That's little bit. That's fun. I want to... I've got Assassin's Creed, which I'd like to play through. I want to get through Bioshock again, because, again, my console was stolen when all that happened. Uh... Borderlands is seems to be it's calling, calling me. to you. Uh, oh, reviews seem to be really good on that, and I, you know, part of me wants to go back and play Fallout Three again. I mean, shit, you know, you all know how I love that game. And Mythos Engineer, by the way, you were guessing which was my favorite game of all time. Well, I mean, if you have been indeed listening, uh, that is my favorite game of all time, Fallout Three. Not Peggle. 
<laughs> Pagel's more of Good a memory, Mark. side obsession. Uh, but yes. Uh, it's more of a mistress. Yeah, so there's, yeah, there's so many games that I have that I still need to get back to playing. So yeah, if I don't go back to MMOs, which I'm pretty sure I'm not. If I do go back, it'll probably be like maybe like on a Fallout. Not Fallout, but Fallen Earth. Like 14 day trial for a while, and if that captures me for a little bit, maybe I'll play it for a little bit longer. But you know, and I actually, I, I begged, uh, I begged the Fallen Earth people to send me a, a free trial key, but they haven't come through. So they're like, "Who are you?" Yeah, they're like, "Who are you?" So whatever, you know, you if I if I get a free sick. trial key, I get a free trial key. If I don't, I don't. But. uh so I don't know. I but think I, I'm, every I'm game def- should have a free trial. Probably- just period. <laughs> From launch. I agree. Just like the games in Xbox Live Arcade. Demo. Demo for everything. I agree. Pay I think you should have at least try something. Try before you buy, right? Hell yeah. Especially I for think, an MMO. I mean, that's the I most perfect game think if you're proud of that. your product, you have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear. If, you're on the other right. hand, you're all smoke and mirrors and mm-hmm. clever, and the only good thing is the, the huge budget that went into marketing... And probably hide that shit. And <laughs> Fable <laughs> Two. That's another game that I want to. Oh yeah, that's I a good bust one. Out again. Oh yeah. So yeah, we have uh, <sighs> so many games, so little time. <laughs> so true. And a lot of those are from the last year, which is it's scary because we're going to get deluged. It's true. In the next I six mean, because I want to play. I I, do, I would like to play Beatles Rock Band at some point. I'd like to maybe try Brutal Legend a little bit. Uh, Brutal Legends, the one I want to play. Batman, you guys should play Batman. Batman, that's another that's one. It's like, I've, there's like so many freaking I'm just games. Such a Jack Black fan. Damn it! I wanna... so Damn it! Games. So little time. <laughs> so little Feel time our pain, listeners. <laughs> Peace. All right. Well, Someone let, hey, hire let's, us. Uh, let's get on with all this listener feedback. Yeah, let's ha- let's give them a voice. Oh, I'm so sorry. Give our listeners the voice that they they need. <laughs> that they deserve their platform. <laughs> And now it's time for email. 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 You've got mail. Email. <laughs> First up, we have something from Joe. Joe Joe. wrote, Dear Lords of Channel Massive. Lords of Channel Massive. I like that greeting. I can get used to that. (laughs) I was just listening in on the last episode, and the blogosteria segment caught my attention. For some reason, I feel the need to cast my opinions into the void that is the internet. So here it goes. Jason, much as I love your smooth and sexy voice, I'm going to have to agree with Mark on this. What? Jason, you say that you want to present quests and missions in a different way. You use Fallout as an example at this point, where precisely having an NPC walk up and engage you in conversation. This seems good at first until I think, what about all the other people online? Here we run into a problem. Well, that NPC is walking up to me to talk to... Well, that NPC who's walking up to me, is he... Does he have 30 identical twins going to walk up and talk to the other players who just entered town? One might suggest at this point instancing, but then at what point does it end? Do you fall into the problem Conan had at launch where you had a very impressive 20-level single-player game with a good story, only to be thrown into the wastelands of normal MMO-dom afterwards? Or do you not stop the instancing at all? In that case, congratulations! You've just made a very engaging single-player game that other people can come and help you with. You have, in fact, invented co-op. Your next point was a dislike of the exclamation point method of quest delivery. Your suggestion is 
to simply not have them, again, like Fallout, that's silly considering that that's what we started with. Think back to EverQuest where no quest was marked. It was a pain in the ass very few people bothered with. I, like Mark, also like the glowing yellow exclamation points, but for different reasons. He describes himself as an achiever. I'm more of an explorer. I'm one of those people who, upon seeing a little path, will follow it to see where it leads. If I see a little camp that's at the end of the road, I'll wonder who set it up and why. I will leave happy for the detail that I discover. I will also read the quests text. And that's in all caps there. I like the background it provides. The reason I like the glowing signs saying quest here is so I don't miss any of it. At some point, walking around hall, hailing every person to see if they have a talk for Hail, me Jason. becomes Hail, annoying. Man. Lastly, as this is running long, <laughs> is the fact that there's a reason you keep seeing the same tropes and conventions MMO after MMO. It's because they work. Given the genre they're working with, MMO devs have come up with the best solutions they could to the problems with the problems they faced. Radical change is nice to suggest, but at some point that MMO stops being an MMO. I'll end it by saying I love the show and look forward to it every week. Hugs all around, oh. Joe. Excuse us while we take our time to hug one another. Let's enjoy it. Oh, uh, yeah. Does everybody have a hug buddy? <laughs> I don't have a hug Jason, buddy. you don't feel as willing to hug as you did last time. You feel very stiff. <laughs> I think you need to drink a little more. Here. No, man. Have just reading this. that is actually kind of depressing to me. Because it's like, God... You know, you know, and the thing is, is that he's he's echoing the sentiments of millions of MMO players out there right now. Most importantly, me. And me, 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 me. And that's just depressing to me. Well, yes. you know, it's because it's the reason why. Because you think he's complacent. Well, I mean, it's not complacency. It's just you know what that this is all that he's he's known now, and so he accepts it. And and this is what. You know, every MMO player out there expects they expect the same. They accept this. They, they they expect and accept the same bullshit every single time, and they think that it's perfectly okay for it to be like that. And I, you know, I'm sorry, but I disagree. So you know, to to me, I mean, I'm not angry at at his response or anything. I'm just I'm more more or less kind of disheartened and depressed because I I know that he's not the only one out there. I know that there are millions just like him. In fact, the ass clown that's sitting you see before you right across from me right now. We no, would I call me call Exhibit A. I like I uh, like anyway. exclamations H- and Hugs all around, Joe. <laughs> Do you like that ending? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, this rant, rant, Jason, rant. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Hugs. And, and you invented. <laughs> he, he did in, you did invent co op, so that's good too. I did. I, I guess co-op. I have invented co op. That's an achievement. Yeah. Achievement, achievement unlocked. unlocked. <laughs> 20 year old game device reactivated. <laughs> uh, Copra questions Copra, how Copa, we are taught to play World of Warcraft. I uh, yes. been listening to you blah blah and so on for some time now. I love that intro. Yeah, I can't tell from this email if he likes us blah, or not. Blah <laughs> blah blah and so on for some time now. And I've gotten around to email you only after tweet begging for rants. <laughs> hey, I do not tweet beg. Said, okay, maybe a little. You said, could, I, could you spare $3 last time? <laughs> uh, I've been blogging about my frustrations in World of Warcraft a bit for over a year. Uh, he mentions his blog. He tries to pimp his blog. Bull Which Cobra we will not repeat. Dot blogspot.com. Damn you. Uh, with increasing frustration, 
on the fact that the game has been so strong and distinct has a so strong and distinct separation, sorry, between the leveling game, which is which in World of Warcraft is mostly soloing but still in but still in great content, and end game, which I think should be separated to gearing game and raiding game, latter of which may never be realized to most of the players due to the fact that the leveling game doesn't teach you to play in groups, and that the raid content is not, and in my opinion should not, be achievable to a solo or completely pugged people. Puggers. What a clear sign of me getting into the elitist scum mentality. Oh, I say. Anyhow, the rant is about the separation and difference between the two game types within the game. I remember reading a blog post about this too, but can't remember it for the death of me who it was uh, just a few days ago. The problem is mostly... uh, in all level and guild progression based on uh, Daiku Mud, but why hasn't anyone tackled the issue? How hard is it to make the grouping more rewarding, interesting, and challenging than it currently is? Uh, in Dungeons and Dragons Online, this is done a bit more successfully to a certain extent, as far as I've understood, but in World of Warcraft, the tutorial of the end game is the leveling game, and it teaches the player completely the op- opposite skills than what is needed in the level cap. Uh, stupid. Anyhow, I hope this gives you something to discuss and pass some snickering remarks. Well, shall we move on to our next email? <laughs> no, just joking. Just no, joking. so I think, you know, to, so to summarize, basically he's saying, okay, you start out in World of Warcraft being able to solo everything or get through some of those rudimentary dungeons yeah. with a... With pugs or... Uh, ...pickup group, and, and you never really learn, you know, how to... You know, work as a group in a raid-type environment. And it's... It is a problem. It's... It's... It's it's an isolationist kind of thing, you know? These... Like, I love WoW, but it is a good single-player game with a nice chat system. Until you get to the end game and you choose raiding. At which point, it's totally different. Like, you have to socialize, and you have to find people that you can stand to be with and you have to work with those people. Right. And it's totally... It's like, what were the previous 79 levels all about? What the fuck was that? Is that why you always stop playing after level 80? Yeah. I go, oh man, I don't want to socialize. <laughs> socialize? You know, I'll say, you know, a lot hell. of games follow the same uh, path too. Champions Online is a perfect example of this because you can pretty much solo yeah. the majority of the game and only group up when it calls for, like, a five-man instance. And even then, you know, you get away with just, you know, doing... And, you know what? And I, in fact, I'll say this. I have never switched my uh, my build role at all in Champions. I've always stuck with the balanced role. Because there is no need to switch to a tank role or anything like that. I don't think At least yeah. I, I've never seen I, it. I, I, from what I, you know, I've been listening to a lot of champions only podcasts and reading and talking to people, and I think they're hoping to have some content that requires that down the road, but right. I don't believe it exists. But they've never, so far, I've never seen a need for me to become, and I, the thing is, is that I can, I could probably become a pretty good tank, but there's no so point to it. It certainly doesn't exist in PvE, and I know it doesn't exist in PvP, whereas 
Warhammer for all the knocks that lumps that thing takes right. on the you head. To, yeah, if you want to do certain things, you have to have a certain build to do and, it. And in PvP, it was and actually... You have to know what you're doing, and you have to be able to communicate with other team members in order to yeah. accomplish... Yeah, and when it was also... The, there was a need for tanks, and there was a need for glass cannons, right. and there was a need... In, in you'd agree, right, Noah? I mean, there was like... You couldn't just be. You, you, couldn't, you could role. not all be like just rush in and hit people. I oh mean, yeah, we ran was, into that problem when one of us would go outside of our roles. It's like stop doing that. You yeah, know, you're supposed no, to act. Yeah, I've never been in a group in in champions where I've we've like wiped and the whole instance was ruined because of it. You just respawn. If you yeah. die, you go back and you whack on the guy some you more. You cry for your lost <laughs> half star. Yeah, you you cry for your lost star of 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 uh, which you, you know which kind of gives you an enough. insignificant boost of power. Yeah, and that's pretty much I, that. And uh, as I read this email, I read it earlier today. And the thing is, is that you know if Cryptic ever does add instances and and content that require people to fulfill certain roles. People are not going to know what to do. Well, I, I know. I People think are not going to know I, what to I, do. They're I, not going to know how to. I, but I stutter all of a sudden. <laughs> I, I believe that they plan to. They they are planning at some point an end game that does take advantage of roles. Else, they wouldn't have invested so much into it. Well, right but, now, they're pointless. But right now, they don't have the content for it. But I I fully believe they they plan to go crazy with that. So well, they yeah, ever I mean, Copra brings up quite a bit. They kind of got us off on a little tangent there, but you know, it's it's still kind of based around the same thing. Is that these games teach you one thing while you're doing going through the leveling process, but yeah, when haven't... you get to the end game and you want to, and you have to and you have to have specific roles and and work together as a group and everybody knows their their role within that group, you, you're not going to know what you're doing. We're going to say boils down do to you have it. A comment, Noah. I, I was just going to say, in summary, that we're waiting for the game that successfully combines those scenes or provides a unified game experience from beginning to end, a single vision for the game. And and I and this was the one thing I want to say before we move on is I when I read this I thought maybe this is my this is like my fascination with the DOTA clones like Heroes of of New Earth and League of Legends is that it requires teamwork with five people. And you have to you have to choose you have to pick your role and kind of stick with it. That's right? so true. You know, and it it's it's you know you mm. you're not really going to be a tank per se, but you're going to be you know the guy that's pushing to you're going to be a pusher trying to knock you know threaten the other team by knocking towers down or you know you know pushing pushing up against their side of the map or you're going to be the the ganker that's you know helping whenever there's a, a battle coming you're the guy that runs over and sneaks up from behind assassinates you know, assassinates or whatever and 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 it's like it's that kind of teamwork and that kind of like you know fulfilling that role as a team player that I find rewarding and that I don't it's not an itch that's scratched by these MMO games at this point. And I guess the other thing is I don't really enjoy running through the same instance over and over again. I like, you know, I like oh, right. the PvP. He, I mean, he's saying that, you know, the leveling progression to get you to that point, it doesn't do a good job of teaching you. Oh, yeah, you it, I'm kind of going on a tangent from right. his actual point, but I totally agree with that. Like, the leveling, 79 levels in WoW of pretty much a single-player story with a great chat system, and then boom! Uh, field is totally tilted, you know, right. and 
you maybe that's why I why I don't play until I have new content to grind through. I don't know. Yeah. What else we have? Last we have an email from Blameful Gecko, who was so tickled last week to write Jim. A love letter. He decided to write another one, and we're gonna <laughs> paraphrase another one. Yeah, we're gonna paraphrase because Blameful Gecko does have quite a way with words and had another misadventure in Club Caprice where he <laughs> jumped in there. He brought another partner in crime, and he was disgusted that they were talking about pretend real-life events, and so he stormed the group and made fun of their costumes and then teleported out of there, which sounds pretty funny. He also has an update about the guild in Champions. The super group. The super group, yeah. Also, we've had our first casualty of the casual in the guild. Solitary Thunder, a regular listener to the podcast, G-fucking-quit. That being said, there are no hard feelings when this happens, but when a member of the Creeping Darkness leaves, I like to leave them with a farewell letter of sorts. Something to let them know they'll be missed. (laughs) It's all in good fun, of course, but tends to get a little out there. At Solitary Thunder. You fucker! (laughs) Can't believe you left! I'm going to find you and touch you rotten. Sometimes (laughs) I dream of a thunder that's lonely. You were that thunder. I woke up and thought I'm going to log into Champions Online and talk to the only person online that has stopped me from cauterizing my man sausage. Uh. Now that you're gone, Mr. Pig Wiener is gone too. I'm cutting you off, and I'm cutting him off. This random selection of characters is me slowly dying of blood loss. Dot, dot, dot. This is me dead. Um. Just joking, buddy. I'm right behind, and now you're coming with me. Choke on Mr. Piggy. With much, much love, Blameful Gecko. Well, did we cue the psycho music there? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I'm I'm just going to... I can't really say anything. Uh, we, I feel bad for Solitary Thunder, though. Apparently it was a no, very I, special relationship. I kind of like, like this. It's, it's, it's good negative reinforcement to keep people in the guild. No, so, not really. Group. In oh, fact, yeah. I think once I get home, I'm going to... G quit. Don't you G quit. Oh, <laughs> you're really going to get it. I gave him your address yesterday. I hope you don't mind. Oh, uh, yeah, I kind of do. Sorry. I guess we'll be moving now. He says he's moving in real close. Uh, Scythe Noir tweeted us about uh, Brutal Legend. He said, why in the hell isn't Brutal Legend coming to the PC? Tim made his name on PC gaming, and now he abandons us? Uh, wow, that's such a good question. That is a good question. Why isn't Brutal Legend on the PC? And the, the honest answer is I don't know. In fact, I I went looking for an answer to that, and all I can come up with was is that their response was, huh, you know, it's a you know it plays like an action game. It works better on a console, but even that doesn't really make much sense because people can always, you know, pl- use a gamepad. On their I don't PC. think you put Psychonauts on the PC either, though. Um, yeah, that, I, you're actually... I think you're right about that. I'm not going to quote you on that. I don't that, think they felt like bothering to port the control scheme over so it worked with the mouse and the keyboard. Yeah, um, yeah honestly, I, you know, I really Although have you no think they would, because there's that. a strategy aspect that makes up like a third of the game. Yeah, if it's a third of it's RTS. Yeah, which, he had to, which pathetically he had to go out and write an open letter to the community to tell them how they should play it. <laughs> That's sad. So... Yeah, I, I, yeah. If you, if you have to write an open letter to the community and 
teaching them how to play your game, you've done something wrong yeah. in the design process. I, I, I find it I find it irritating. Yeah. It's like you know you know the Xbox Or it could just reinforce what I've always been saying. PC gaming is dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 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 PC they, gaming is dead. They didn't want to uh, 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 so sell the game oh, for fifty dollars instead of sixty dollars on the console. Oh yeah. 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 Well we agree with you. It's a it's a lame thing and we don't know why. And I'm just kidding. I know PC gaming isn't dead, but but you, you know, know, speaking you know, of people are going to throw that out there. Tim Schafer, I was reading this feature in Game Informer about Death Spink, this game being made by somebody else that worked with Tim Schafer and all those Death other Spink. Games. and it's it's intentionally funny. Yes. No, but not Death something Spink. you should keep an eye out for. Maybe that's coming to PC. I can't recall if it is or not, but definitely mm, something to look forward to. Death Spink. I like Death Spink. Let's get into the news. Let's talk more about Death Bank. No. Well, actually, shouldn't we thank our listeners first for writing in and tell them where they could reach us, Noah? That's true. If you want to have another really well, you're special, jumping the gun there, aren't you? Well, you said some things earlier about not being happy Stuff. with this week's emails. <laughs> we're ha- we're perfectly fine with all these emails. <laughs> Email us at mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. You can also reach us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com. F-E-E-D. Channelmassive. Yes. With 140 characters of goodness. Yes. Oh, yeah. Twitters, for those of you who want to just be short and sweet. Emails for the essayists. We accept both. And we take audio submissions, should you figure out how to do such a thing. <laughs> it's too advanced. Call us, Scott, please. Scott. I think Scott quit us. He, he, he MQ, I M- wish I knew how to quit you. He M quit us. <laughs> hey Jason, what time is it? It's time for the weekend gaming. Yeah. MMO news. Uh, well, I guess it's more MMO related news in this case. Yeah. Uh, Interplay is countersuing Bethesda. <laughs> I see your suit. I sue you. <laughs> and I raise it a countersuit. Oh, no. Damn you, Noah. Damn you. Uh, according to a post on the Raging Bull forums, uh, Interplay has uh, received a 10-day extension to answer a preliminary injunction filed by Bethesda. Uh, the crux of the issue seems to be that Bethesda is upset uh, that Interplay started selling the original Fallout games after Fallout 3 was released. Interplay asserts that it retained those rights when it licensed out future Fallout games to Bethesda. Uh, also, the post mentions that Interplay is countersuing Bethesda over assertions that Bethesda made to third parties in reference to the licensing agreement uh, hurting Interplay's business, which I highly doubt, because you're talking about Fallout Fallout 2, Fallout Tactics, which sucked balls, but they all packaged it together in this nice little package. And here's the thing, is that if you haven't played those games already before, you're probably not going to be buying them anyway now, unless you've already yeah. played them, and you just want to purchase them again for a little bit of nostalgia. Yeah. So, you know, give me a little break there. Um, in regards to the Fallout MMO, Interplay is stating that they fulfilled the rights of the agreement and told Bethesda such in a letter that posted prior to an agreement date of April 2009, but Bethesda suddenly told Interplay, for no good reason, that they can no longer develop a Fallout 
MMORPG, thus Interplay is implicitly acknowledging that they raised the requisite $35 million, which is very, very good news. Interplay was not allowed to sublicense the Fallout MMORPG out as part of the original agreement, but Interplay craftedly avoided this by not assigning any rights to Masthead Studios. Masthead Studios is simply a technology and finance raising venture. Masthead does not get any rights to Fallout and was not sold Fallout was not sold to Fallout MMORPG sublicensing, which again wouldn't have made any sense to begin with because Masthead was in charge of uh, their own post-apocalyptic yeah uh, MMO, which I think you know we've talked about this before. Yeah, and I've I was like, why are they even talking with these guys? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so what's going on this with poster interplays? on the website? Um, is obviously a pro interplay uh, guy. Uh, he doesn't make any secret about it. Uh, it says uh, Interplay argued in their court documents that Bethesda breached the contract and messed with Interplay every step of the way, such as sending letters to everyone that Interplay tried to sell the original Fallout games to, to such an extent that the contract is now null and void, and therefore the former contract is in effect, which states that Interplay owns the Fallout license and Bethesda sublicenses it and only has rights to Fallout 3 and 4 and 5. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Interplay owing Bethesda royalties from the Fallout MMORPG, Bethesda should pay Interplay royalties from Fallout 3 in excess of 15 to 20 million, which, you know, I have to say is kind of weak. If that's, if that's the case, you know, they're not asking for enough because that game is, like, so well done, sold so many copies... They're probably selling themselves short if they think that they can, if they if they think they have any chance of getting any restitution. Uh, anyway, it would be kind of interesting. I don't know. I'm not sure. The the only bad part about this is is that if there if there is to be a Fallout MMORPG, it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. At least until this legal issue gets resolved. Yeah, it's just like the Hobbit movie. It's getting all dragged down. Actually, into... no, that's been... The, the whole Hobbit thing's done. Yeah, but it's it was delayed, but it was delayed for years for because of this same similar issues. What's interesting is if Interplay is successful, and this is probably a long shot, the rights to Fallout would revert to them, they'd get a huge profit blast from Bethesda, and Bethesda would get screwed. And there's just all these lawsuits running around. There's a lawsuit against Interplay from... Masthead, I, I can't remember, it's another company. And then Interplay is, of course, suing Bethesda, and then there's We're a countersuit. It's just insane, so it'll be really interesting to see what happens when the dust settles. But let's move on to another favored MMO developer, Cryptic. Indeed. Uh, they've confirmed that Star Trek Online will be out during the first quarter of 2010. Really soon? It's very soon. In fact, so soon so soon that closed beta began today under our noses closed beta began today to say this is an open letter saying we're happy to announce that we've entered closed beta as of today october 22nd wow if you've signed up keep an eye on your email as we'll be periodically being invited inviting people to join in 
Additionally, if you look to the right of the page, the closed beta application graphic will change to indicate that you've been accepted, if you've been in fact accepted. So if you log on and you type in your username and password and you see I'm closed gonna beta accepted, then you're, you've scored. <laughs> I've tried it already. I'm uh, denied. It actually it actually came in bright letters and it said alert alert kind of like the the start the old Star Trek. In fact, they have like a repeating yeah. sound online, you know, the the whole battle stations thing. Yeah, it says uh denied. Um so I don't know. They they probably hate me <laughs> for some reason. Mine just says applied. So I'm still potentially I could get in. I don't know. <laughs> if they find out my association with you, Jason, it may be all over. It might be. It might be. Uh, other news for Star Trek Online. And, and this isn't so much news. It's just some interesting some interesting that Noah, in, yeah, Noah ran into Industry gossip. Industry gossip thing. Well, it's not industry gossip. It's uh, from a part of an interview, actually, isn't it? On videogamer.com. Yeah. yeah. The executive producer, Craig Zinkovich... At Cryptic Studios, he's the executive producer of Star Trek Online. During an interview, he was asked about his thoughts for the Old Republic and the decision on Bioware's wow, part. Wow, they actually asked him about what he thought about Bioware's The Old Republic? That's kind of a lame question to ask. I well, mean, I, I think it's valid because they're both going for a very similar target audience. Yeah, I guess. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, they're two huge science fiction franchise. Yeah, I mean, granted, some trekkers would be like, I never would like Star Wars and vice versa, but... Bullshit. They both like both of them equally. <laughs> They're all nerds. They're all the same nerds. And as we know, Bioware's going I know all I out with the Old Republic in terms of really trying to put story in there. They're claiming that it's Knights of the Old Republic sequels 3 through 9. Right, all and the their voice, voice acting. acting throughout the whole game in multiple languages so they can launch it around that's the world. That's how other games are now. It's all voice acting. But within all. MMO, that's got to be thousands of pages of script, right. I would imagine. And so they ask Mr. Zinkovich at Cryptic what he thinks about that. And he's like, eh, quote, he doesn't feel that it gives that big of a bang for your buck. He says, you put voiceover in the game, and the very first thing players want is the ability to skip through and get back to the action. Whether or not they have any mechanics like that, whether or not it feels good in the game, or whether or not it ends up breaking the action, breaking up the action, whether or not it breaks up what's going on to a point where people don't like it, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. It adds something to the game, but I don't think the voiceover in all of your text provides that big of a bang of a buck in terms of immersion. What we want to make sure we do is to be able to have a pipeline, is to be able to make content and get that content out to the player as soon as possible after launch and continue to update the game and continue to do things in the game. Putting that big voice, that big huge voiceover section right in that pipeline makes things a little bit more difficult in terms of getting content out. But nevertheless, he did say that Old Republic is, quote, a pretty exciting game and he believes that the Old Republic versus Star Trek Online will be, quote, vastly different experiences. Well, I'm sure they will be. One will be very awesome, the other will suck. (laughs) Which one that will be uh, will be left up to, I guess, the player. Yeah. Um... Well, that's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of interesting. It's one of these pieces. Basically, it also, I don't know, I, 
Implicitly, here's, here's, he's dismissive of the old Republic. He's like, right. they're not doing anything interesting. What we're doing in Star Trek Online is we're doing brand new types of content, it, new ideas. It's funny, it's funny that they even bring up the whole voice acting thing because the voice acting in Champions, Champions Online uh, is horrible. It's I mean, definitely not in their sweet spot. If, you, if you've heard Defender talk before, you'll know what I mean. Uh-huh. Iron, get to Ironclad! And I think that Mr. Zinkovich probably has that in the back of his mind when he's talking yeah. about, well, should we put voice acting in our Star Trek game? Yeah, oh, I'm probably sorry, not. but voice acting in Champions Online, for the most part, what they have in it sucks balls. And we know the Bioware frequently selects some really good voice actors. Well, they do, and and they've done it for they've done it for a while now. Yeah, they put out multiple games. Mm-hmm. They've been they've been around. And so Star Trek Online's answer is like, well, hey. They may have the pretty theatrics and presentation, but we have totally different gameplay. And he almost implies we'll we're going to be putting a lot more content out because we don't have to get bogged down in recording all those extra voices. We're just going to be pumping content out left and right. But if that's the case, why did Champions launch with so little content? Well, like I said, I've wait got a for the review. Got a review for Champions Stay Online tuned. coming out probably in the next week. You'll see it. Uh, so tell me about Slipgate Ironworks, Jason. You know what? Honestly, I had no idea <laughs> that John Romero was even working. I, I thought he ha- I thought he was unemployed. I thought he was not employed at the gaming industry. <laughs> I thought well, he was just. No, I mean, I didn't think that. But I, just, back. I didn't know that he was working at a studio that was working on an MMO. I had no idea. But apparently, uh, John Romero of uh, ID fame. Uh, Daikatana fame. <laughs> I guess. If Ion wanna, Storm fame. If you want to call that fame, then <laughs> notoriety. <laughs> uh, I guess you could. Um, apparently, the studio that he was working at had uh, a lot of layoffs. Uh, Gazillion, which is the uh, parent company, which is the which is the group who is going to put out the Marvel MMO. Yeah. Possibly, maybe, who knows? <laughs> uh, apparently, they looked at it and they said, "Well, we're going to start laying off some people, and we're going to start with your group, Mister Romero." Not Nut Devil, which made is making Jump Kid Evolution and Lego Universe. That's another company no. that Gazillion owns. Apparently, they're safe, and it does. And they, Gazillion also owns Gargantuan. Is Gargantuan the Marvel folks? They are, aren't they? I think. I think so. they're the ones with the ten-year license on it. Um. Anyway, uh, fifty staffers might have I mean, been. The like thing a, is that we don't even know what game that they were working on, so it's just kind of interesting to you know who knows who knows what game got axed because of this. But according to Gazillion, quote, two thousand ten will be an exciting year for Gazillion as we bring several groundbreaking MMOs to markets worldwide, but not ones from Slipgate at no. this point. No, apparently not. Uh, we got a tip from listener Allison. Allison is the big Eve fangirl. Big, huge Eve fangirl, and this has to do with the Council of Stellar Management in mm. EVE Online. The uh, player-student government of yes, EVE. Yes, they are the player-student government of EVE Online. Um, well, it looks like they're just take, you know, they're taking in-game politics to the next logical level. <laughs> They're emulating real-world politics. emulating real-life politics. Blagojevich, <laughs> role model. <laughs> You're, any senator out there, I'm sure we could name. Uh, 
there, there are multiple posts uh, regarding this from an actual uh, member of this of the of the uh, council, and uh, she said uh, one of them, who's named uh, Mazalu, <laughs> says, "I petitioned this and asked all relevant people, and it won't get me banned or anything." I am certified legit. He's trying to sell his CSM powers. So basically, he's saying that this comes with the blessing. Yeah, my of position. <laughs> uh, for the cost of one 30-day plex, which is uh, 30 days worth of free game time uh, in EVE Online, I will raise any issue in the assembly hall for you. I can even it can even be a really really stupid issue. I will write I will write up a wiki about it, bring it to a meeting, and everything. I'm charging Plex, since you can't scam with game time, and it seems like a pretty fair price for anyone to be able to make their mark on EVE forever. So hurry up and get it. The threads have to already exist, since the next meeting is so soon, the deadline for purchasing your influence is October 24th. (laughs) What a loser. (laughs) So, here you have... He's saying, become a lobbyist, essentially. Become a lobbyist, and pay I will and, pay oh. me, and I will, I will push your issue first and foremost. And according to according to this player, CCP is completely okay with it. He's already discussed. He or she has already discussed this with them. Maybe that just goes to show they didn't put much credence in the CSM. Like, yeah, that's great that you voice some issues. We'll yeah, take it under advisement. And, 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 and this is an interesting twist, but I find it very stupid. And I mean, could you imagine if like Blizzard did something like this and created a council of uh, Azeroth management, Azeroth management, or something like that, or Horde management, and you were able to give people gold, give that, give them gold to have Blizzard hear your issues and and get your issues pushed to the forefront. I mean, not not like Blizzard's going to act on, or, or even CCP would even act on, I'm sure, some of these, you know, if they were, like, completely unreasonable. But just to, you know, well, you know, I'm not going to bring up your issue unless I'm getting paid. It's fun. It's just like, wow, you know. <laughs> anyway, that's a very good find, and we appreciate Allison. It makes me kind of glad I don't play Eve, bringing frankly. Us, uh, bringing us that, that information, it's... Uh, Kind of shocking, and I don't know. Hang in there, Allison. Keep us updated. I, I guess that's why I don't play Eve Online. It's just it's too funny like that. Yeah. And plus, it's just a fucking boring game to begin with. Anyway, <laughs> to each his own. Um, an upcoming Xbox 360 update. Now we're getting into some console news. It is going to lock out any unauthorized memory. Unauthorized third-party memory unit inserted into your controller. Yeah, so, you know, if you bought, like, one of those crazy cool, you know, four gigabyte memory units from a third-party vendor thinking that you could store, you know, downloadable content and save game files on them and and forever and ever and ever, well, no, not going to happen. We've got an update for that. Unless, yeah, they've got an update for that, not an app. An update. (laughs) (laughs) And essentially it's going to render any unauthorized. See, and I'm wondering what that means. Does that mean if, what if it's a third 
third-party peripheral maker that has a clear arrangement with Microsoft to make peripherals and gadgets for the 360. Right, like Mad Cats. Yeah, so is this like a universal thing, or are these like ghetto hacked ones that aren't officially licensed products? Yeah, I'm wondering that too. I'm, I'm thinking it's probably more along the line of, you know, some hacked units that... Yeah. You know, people have been using and, you know, so far I've not had any problems using Yeah. We'll now have a problem <laughs> in the very near future. Better move those games over before you do that update. You better do that or maybe buy a buy a new hard drive, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, other Another example of game companies sticking it, sticking it to you. Gone wild. The man. Uh, and this has got at least the PC gamers who play who are well who are planning on playing Modern Warfare 2 very mad at Infinity very, Ward and Activision very, very huge tizzy it's funny it's like Infinity Ward has basically gone and like hey we're going to be like Blizzard and we're going to make our own little network right. that all of our games come on and oh it's not going to be on a dedicated server you're going to use IWNet Infinity yeah, Ward IWNet Net. is going to be their dedicated server system uh, for Modern Warfare 2 um, they're gonna, you know, it has like match matchmaking capability and and things like that. There's gonna be like playlists, and they'll allow you to create private matches and things of that nature. Um, you know, and another one of the probably big biggest things for them is that it's going to, you know, allow them to um, control uh, the hack hack games and the the cheat games. Um, you know, so they're they're claiming that you won't have to worry about, you know, joining a server full of bots or. Uh, well, I think they also made another almost kind of patronizing statement that like some gamers they just don't know how to handle all the things that are required to make a dedicated server, and we're making this simpler for them so they don't have to worry their pretty little heads about setting up a dedicated server on their own side. Right. Right, and so you know, it's kind of like basically it's just. You know they're they're taking it and they're saying, well, we're going to create like our own Xbox Live. And there's fear that they're going to use that to start charging for things and really locking down functionality. Right. And so it's got everybody up in arms about this. Uh, You know, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, it's like, you know, you claim that it's going to be, you know, all about community, but. You know, the whole community was based around, you know, all these... Well, it was self-created and self... In a way, I mean, self-managed. Right. And, you know, and now you're, you're going to take that capability away from us. And, you know, so instead of, you know, creating a good community, you're, you're basically destroying it um, by, you know, taking, you know, that kind of functionality away from, from us. Um you know, I don't know. I I've never. It's been a while since I've been, you know, involved in the whole, uh, you know, FPS gaming culture. The, the whole culture there. I mean, I used to play Quake quite a bit. Uh, so you know that you know that there were multiple servers. You know, places you can go, and, and you always had your favorites. I always had like a favorites list that I always used to. Mm-hmm. You know, pull up and and always hit you know certain people's servers all the time. And you know, and it, and it was because you'd always be able to go there and you'd be able to chat with people who you'd played with before. And there was always like friendly little rival rivalries going on and 
and that was always fun. Um, so I mean, I, I guess I could see where you know some you know some of these people are having a little bit of issues with that. You know, on, you know, again on the other side of the coin, I can also see where uh, Infinity Ward wants to clamp down on this kind of thing and considering it's supposed to be like the biggest entertainment launch of all time well pretty much no i mean if you think about it it is i mean it's almost as big as you know the halo franchise oh yeah when it all boils down potentially bigger because it's across multiple systems exactly exactly so so listeners in case you're wondering Mark hasn't died we haven't put him in the freezer or anything he's no he's having uh, tending to baby baby issues yeah and we're about to take a quick break not because he's returned break but we'll, we'll, hopefully he'll return by then yeah. if not Noah and I will just take over this shit and we'll, we'll that's continue. right drive on behind the cordon of troops tanks and artillery is a huge crowd of curiosity seekers every eye every weapon is trained on the ship the atmosphere is one of terrific tension rather than a fear it's been that way for just a minute ladies and gentlemen and we're <laughs> Thank you for waiting, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you loved that little tune we played for you. That's right. Courtesy of Al King. That's right. You always say it the same way. I like that. Consistency and branding is always good. Uh, you know, hey, you want me to promote your product? I'm your man. That's right. You are the in launching fact, platform. In fact... I love Bioware so much. I'm going to pimp their product. Time right to now. put that plug in. Electronic Arts has confirmed the Mass Effect 2 will come out in January 2010. In fact, the delivery date will be in North America on January 26th. And on January 29th, you'll see the European version. It's a worldwide launch. I am stoked. Well, I mean, hey. I mean, I I had to do this because I'm a Bioware fan. Now, are you going to pre-order Mass Effect 2 so you can get the special armor features and um, stuff? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I I regretted not pre-ordering the special edition of Dragon Age. You can't get it anymore. And yeah. there's some pretty cool stuff in there, but it's sold out. You know, the thing is, though, you can play. Um, they do have, like, this web game you could play, I think. Oh, yeah. I heard it's bad. And, but here's what I hear. Here's, here's what the deal is, is that if you if you gut your way through it three items that you get from playing that game will transfer actually transfer over that's crazy there's the so game. many aspects of this game there <laughs> so I'm like hmm I might have to you know take some time out to play this play this <laughs> cheesy web version of Dragon Age so you'll eh. have to tell us if you can struggle through it I might try it just you know I, I love Bioware Mark Mark has Blizzard. I have Bioware. It's good to have your favorites. <laughs> um, Speaking of, we have a favorite video we have game a favorite analyst. Market analyst, don't we? Yes, Michael Pactor, who once used to only show up. Is it maybe, Pactor or Patcher? I usually call him Pactor. Pactor. Yeah, I, I never, never thought about calling him. It kind of because if I read his name, it's like Patcher. But the T doesn't come before the CH. <sighs> But, you know, but the thing is that Brett Favre, you look at Brett Favre's name, do you think, you know, because everybody would be like, Brett Favre. I think we're comparing French to German. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, again, another tangent. (laughs) Grammar. We're doing our best. Michael, if you're listening, Michael, give us some clarification here. Yes. All right. Mr. Michael. (laughs) Michael P. 
Yeah, he, he used to only show up once in the blue moon, kind of around E3. Well, you no, know, he still does. He still but does. Now but now he's like, whenever he does he's like come every out, month. He's like everywhere. And it's like, and it, and it like all comes out like all at once. Like, I've got analysis of this, 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 and this. It's like, boom, and it's like this information overload. Yeah. From this guy. So he has soothsayed us. Soothsayed us? Yes, I'm sure that's totally <laughs> not a real word. He has put on his soothsayer cap. Yes. His turban or whatever. And has told us a few things. Some predictions about Xbox three Xbox's future Xbox Live services. Right. And also his prediction about borderline success. Right. Let's sure. start out. Which would you like to hear about first? A small game or an entire network? Whichever pleases you first. Let's go big and start with the network. Network. Xbox Live. Xbox Live, he sees, as once like 50 million people get locked into it, Microsoft's going to say, hmm, time to add more tiers of membership, and you'll be paying $50, and you'll be paying $75, and you'll be paying $100. Yes, Mr. Vector, throughout the $100 mark is being quite likely, perhaps even inevitable. A $100 subscription? For a year to Xbox Live, some kind of super premium version. Maybe what the it fuck does, are they going to give you? Maybe it posts auto-posts your Twitter status updates, and maybe it gives you like two or three Netflix rentals a month and bundles all these other features that they keep throwing into Xbox. I don't know. So it's going to be like cable. Exactly. That's exactly the metaphor that he used. He said that as cable evolved, it became something with premium services that you pay extra for, right. such as I mean, HBO I, Showtime. Got, well, no, I don't think I have basic satellite. I have, like, the next tier up, I guess, which gives me a little bit more than just... But then it's like, are you getting all up. eight episodes of HBO or just one no, HBO? No, I'm not getting... See, no I don't HBO. have any channels, but I've got... I don't have basic, but I have, like, the next tier up, I guess. Hmm. Whatever that is. Would you have a max price that you would pay for Xbox Live in a year? Fuck, man. It's not $100. It's pretty insane. I mean, I wouldn't pay $100 a year. For, well, but you know what? If you think about it, how much am I paying for a gold subscription? It's $60 a year. Yeah, it's like $60 how a year. How much do you pay for an MMO across a year? If you were to stay subscribed for a year. Uh, Well, okay, so you're looking at 100 plus. Yeah. Um, hmm? Maybe he's got something. Maybe he's got. Maybe he's got a point there. I just don't know that. I mean, what all are they going to provide for like a hundred dollar price point over a year? I'm having a hard time seeing what. Because you're already paying the value is sixty dollars for all the extra shit that you can do on a gold membership, which is essentially just online play and early access to previews. Right. There's very little extra. Right. Hmm. I don't know. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see how successful such a prediction is. Prediction would be, and, and we'd also, you know, if that's if that prediction ever did come to fruition, you know, we'll woe be the day. Well, I don't know. We'll see how we'll see how much money people are willing to fork over for certain features. I guess, well, Mister Pactor, the thing about him is that. He predicted for years, probably since the PlayStation 3 launch, since the 360 launch, a price cut's coming. They're going to cut the price. They're going to cut the price at E3. Now they're going to cut the price at the holidays. He well, says duh. it endlessly, and then eventually, eventually like two years later, it happened. See, I told you so. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's like complete bullshit. 
It's, he has a habit of doing that. And, and he's predicted some things that haven't happened. He's been predicting a Wii 2 and HD Wii. He's like, it's going to happen in 2010. Now I think it might be happening yeah. in 2011. Right. We'll see. You know, and it's almost, you know, and I'm not saying, I'm not going to compare him to, like, some of these doomsday people. <laughs> but, like, it's like every time that there's, like, some big doomsday event that they 2000, around, 2012. Exactly. Exactly. There's always something out there. Well, this, you know, all these events are pointing to this particular time. So, you know, we better, you know, all better brace ourselves for the apocalypse. And when that doesn't come, then there's going to be, well, we, we read in some ancient Hebrew text that the end of the world will actually come in the year 2022. <laughs> you know, it's like... Every year, you know, every few years, there's, there's always like a new some new disaster to look forward to. And, uh, yeah. Of course, luckily, none of the doomsday predictions have ever come to fruition. Fortunately. <laughs> what, what's the other prediction that, uh, Mr. P had to give us? <laughs> he has issued a declaration of how successful he believes Borderlands is going to be. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell, actually, the greatest, just to quote him directly, it's been sent to die. Die! <laughs> no, really? Due to the, all the timing. reviews out there saying that this game is the bomb, man. That it's really great. It's They're overcome all the hate that happened when they changed their art style earlier this year. They, they, they say that it works. It works. Like, the it's, art style is actually really And great. it's a real gamble. They combined an FPS with an RPG, right. and people still really liked it. A lot of times, these hybrid genre games This game's flop. been getting pretty damn good reviews. A lot of people are it's liking it. It's got me kind of hyped for it. I kind of want to go out and buy it Yeah, right it's now. got a lot of marketing all over the internet right now. But Mr. Proctor says, success is not to be for this title. Because of its timing. So many games that were supposed to come out this holiday season mm. have been pushed into 2010. Borderlands was not one of them. And because of that, Borderlands is right in the middle of Halo 3 ODST, and then Dragon Age Origins, and then, let's see, Assassin's Creed. Oh, and let's not forget another very important FPS, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. You know, that's... That's a very good point. Lots of stiff competition, a lot of similar demographics, That's audiences, a very good point. bad economy, people aren't able to spend their money on a lot of games. What are they going to purchase first? Are they going to purchase Borderlands while it's still 60 bucks, or are they going to be waiting until next year? You know, I'm hoping, you know what part of me is hoping that happens is, well, you know, I wait until the holidays and hopefully I get a little bit of Christmas cash yeah. to spend, <laughs> and I can buy all the games that I want. Um, or another scenario is, is and, and I've seen this happening a lot lately, is a lot of these retailers are throwing out uh, buy two, get one free deals lately. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to throw a little throw a little ditty out there for you. Best Buy apparently is going to be having one of these such sales. Amazon's having one currently right now. You can still get on it. Really? Two for one. But well, certain two for games, one, but isn't two, it? Well, yeah, it's a, on Amazon, it's a certain set amount of games. So you're not going to get, like, the, the latest and greatest titles. But there's still some good stuff out there that you should take a look at if you're interested. The Best Buy one, as far as I can tell, it's just any any game. Wow. It's to buy, buy two, get one free. Of course, they're going to take the lowest price point one. Maybe not. As you No, know, no, they are. They didn't do it with their DS promotion earlier this year. They did it. Really? Like, buy 2S games, 
buy 2DS games, get one free. And there must have been a bug in the system. I think you got away with a little bit. Of no, it was though. all course, over I, the, same the thing internet. Happened to me, though, remember? Well, not quite the same thing, but I got I, I had like some kind of crazy glitch happen at Best Buy where I got like some ridiculous deal on on some games. Yeah, well, it was the Xbox Live membership card, wasn't it? Oh, right, right, but. That, that, was, that was a total fluke. God, that'll never happen Yeah, with again. the scary. DS deal, what happened was it was the last game that was scanned. Right. So there's there's all these stories over the internet of people like, oh, wow, I'm really going to read the back of the box of this $40 DS game while you scan those two $20 <laughs> games. And, <laughs> right. Oh, here it is. Scan it. Because right. I remember when I went and got in mine, right. I got two expensive games where they were 30 bucks and one $20 game, and I made sure that the $20 game was second in the stack, so that no matter what, one of the more expensive games would be scanned. And the cashier's like, whoa, that's weird. I'm like, what? She's like, normally it gives you the cheapest one for free, but it gave you the $30 one for free. Oh, well. And I'm like, wow, that's great. Thanks. Sucker. Something tells me yeah. they probably won't do that twice, probably especially not. when you're talking about $60 games no, being in the no. question. But anyway, if you're still if you're interested in, in something like that, I think Let me week, know, Jason. Email me when that I happens. I think next week Best Buy is supposed to have that. So you can get games. You can get, like, Borderlands, maybe Batman, Arkham Asylum, and then get Beatles Rock Band for free. That would be kind of a cool deal, wouldn't it? I Shoot, think there's so. a lot of games out there. A lot of games that I want, and I'm, I'm seriously thinking about doing that. Um, hmm. What else do we have going on here? A mail handler. <laughs> this is some weird news. Mail handler... Uh, he used to work for the Postal Service, used to, being the operative phrase. Uh, he decided that he would, over a course of a uh, period of 12 <laughs> to 18 months, uh, take games from Gamefly and trade them off to the local GameStop for in-store credit. So he'd like steal a game here and there, probably grew kept doing it more and more often. He probably could have got away with it. It was just if it was just a game here, a game there, but the they found over 2,000 games that this guy had stolen um, <laughs> over this That's like 2,500? Yeah. Or something that so, for a total value of $86,000 of games. <laughs> yeah, man. So this guy between it's like a six month, a five month period between April and September of two thousand eight, he was able to uh, five finger discount <laughs> that mm-hmm. many. And so when they when they when they when they pulled him over and busted him, here's what they found: they found eighty one game fly, fly mailings inside of a duffel bag. <laughs> um, Stash. they found uh, five Nintendo Wii Sports, three Wii Fits, a PlayStation console. Game what controllers and receipts from a business called GameStop. <laughs> it's like, and this is why freaking GameStop should not take games traded in without the freaking box because that's the only way he could be trading exactly, these games but in they do. is disc only, and that drives me nuts. But they do. It's just I mean, granted, they'll take it in a little bit less, uh, you know, a little bit, little bit less credit, but they'll still take them. Mm-hmm. But that's how we fund Channel Massive. <laughs> no, it's not. Mark I wish we returned. had such an elaborate scheme, but we don't. I guess we'll just keep the, be- it. the better scheme would be is if people would just send us their games to review for free, and uh, we'd be willing to do so. Channel Massive. Pouring <laughs> ourselves out for money. Pouring ourselves out for money. 
please contact us at mail. M-A-I-L. At chattelmassive.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what happens when you play Grand Theft Auto 2 for, oh, 40 hours, nonstop? You reach a transcendental state of meditation. You do, and you also get the praise of a country. <laughs> Mumbai Youth has set the world record for video gaming. Um, playing video games for long hours is, you know, usually considered a addiction. I'm addicted. I admit it. <laughs> um, We're not looking at Jason. Pantak has successfully broken the current world record made by a U.S. citizen last year for the longest continuous play session on Grand Theft Auto 4. Uh, the previous record was 28 hours and one minute. This record is now at 40 hours and 20 minutes. You know, I think this is totally dubious because I know there are Chinese gamers out there <laughs> and their little internet cafes, Korean players in StarCraft 2. They've way played longer than yeah. this. They've died doing that, this. That guy that died, the guy that died. <laughs> I know, we've reported stories about yeah. it. And he had played 60-some hours, right? Yeah. So this is By crap. the way, welcome back, Mark. We, oh, yes. Yeah. I was out fighting crime. And I don't know how much of this is just a publicity stunt on Guinness's behalf, because I feel that Guinness World Records had faded into such obscurity until, like, in the last year, they're like, hey, we now do video game records. And now it's like I see a Guinness video game record. I'm like, oh, give me a break. You've been doing this for a year. And it's like they're they're naming arbitrary things. It's like, House of the Dead Overkill has the most profanity. It's the world record in the video games. I'm like, oh, give me a <laughs> break. It's just such game. a cheesy thing for Guinness to do. And it's like, the, this is them grasping at straws to regain relevance. I'll tell you what, I, I'd get the most profanity spewed while playing a video game ever I, <laughs> I get that record that's right i'm sure you do anyway congrats. so the funny thing is is that um and, and this is what cracked me up is is that uh we have uh, this quote and this comes from rohit sharma who's the coo of zapak digital entertainment i said we have always believed in the potential of indian gamers Sure, Tan's success is a proud moment for the Indian gaming industry. This will encourage more youngsters to take gaming seriously. What the hell? That's a great message for the youth. It's a great message for our youth. It's such a different tack, too, from China with its, like, boot camps to get people to stop playing video games. Uh, then you have India's, yeah, like, I know. They're like, yeah, yes. kill yourselves. <laughs> Send our youths into the virtual wasteland. <laughs> May they never return, only if they, they can never return unless they break a record shock and awe that's that's what i'm feeling that's just crazy so our last like zany news story to round up our twig before we get into blogosteria i guess you could call it zany but i think it's just another lame attempt at some publicity by i had never known there was an international nanny association until today. i didn't either they're the militant group um <laughs> an offshoot of the nanny incorporated so dante's inferno which is coming out, and and it had fake religious protesters at E3 2009. They did the whole booth babe lust, yeah, uh, thing. Oh yeah, generated quite that a bit. was we another thing. That. Well, now they found a real organization to finally protest against them. Strangely, not spurred on by Jack Thompson or, or a religious group. It's actually the International Association, which has learned quite recently that 
Yes, in Dante's Inferno, just as in the original source material, there are babies running around that have been not baptized, so they're sent to hell. <gasps> and, and in babies, Dante's I've Inferno, seen screenshots of these things. These they have swords, have swords on, on their, their arms. arms for arms, and they're yeah. toddlers, so they're not like infants, but right. they're still babies. And there's an achievement in Dante's Inferno. If yeah, you kill, like kill X number of it, you get the bad nanny achievement. By killing an undetermined number of unbaptized infants. And the INA, as they're called acronym-wise, say that the game component was created out of poor taste and bad judgment. INA is opposed to video games that promote and encourage players to kill babies, even in fantasy play. It is our opinion that this type of play may promote violence towards children. The name of the trophy or achievement, Bad Nanny, is offensive to our association and that we strive to promote and educate the public regarding the selfless work nannies do to um, support families by providing quality and home n- child nannies care. Nannies do get paid, for the record. It's not really selfish. <laughs> it's completely altruistic. Yes. They descend with umbrellas. Anyway, I think I'll just go <laughs> supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> and so the ESRB, the ratings board, responded and said, It should be understand that our job is not to censor potentially tasteless or objectionable content nor dictate to publishers what type of content they may include in their games. ESRB's role is to objectively evaluate a game's content and assign age and content ratings that will be helpful in allowing consumers to make informed choices. So I'm sure that INA's next stop will be Fox News, and we can look forward to that development next week. Oh, with Jack Thompson waving the banner. Or what's that name, that lady? Who's the lady that your friend has a book of? Oh, Ann Coulter? Yeah. They've got to find some her or Fox News person to just like chant, raise this up the flagpole. Yeah, see what happens. I think you know Glenn Beck could probably spend a week on this. Yeah, if all this has done for me is made me want to sing Mary Poppins tunes all night long. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Well, you should hold that thought because we got a blog story to get into, and that might be inappropriate for and that. Now it's time for. Blogosteria. Now in stereo. In this episode of Blogosteria, we will talk about the. Castor. Castor. Sea store. Sea store run. I guess. Sea yeah. store they alienate user base. could come up with a better name for it. But well, the hero store. <laughs> the is hero store? The store for. Um, Hero Games, and then oh, there's the right, right. the City of Heroes store. I think the, the champ, the chumps, the champion, oh, the chump store. <laughs> chump no, store. that would be you who bought the lifetime subscription. Now it's the chump store, right? No, uh, no, no. no. <laughs> the rate I'm going, it'll take a lifetime to finish. It will to get it will. max so, levels. I mean, hey, it's going to pay off eventually, won't it? Absolutely. Um, so, the sea store has kind of been... It really hasn't been a main factor um, early on. Until? Until now. Uh, now, Cryptic has put out some costumes, some uh, features that you could buy with Cryptic points. Uh, I guess you can say that they're kind of like Microsoft points. For Xbox Live or Crowns. I fucking for hate that scheme. Whatever game. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? There. I, I guess I'm 
not sounding so well and they're really cool some of them like the epic samurai costume set's pretty cool that is cool looking the cyborg beast looks kind of cool so i had a character in city of heroes that looked like he had the skeleton thing going and i could use that skeleton costume and uh, and a couple of other things to, to pull it off in champions online at last which would be cool for my final character slot well so, you could buy f- 400 for 400 points get two more slots so to break it those. down, to break it down, a thousand cryptic points cost you twelve fifty. Okay, just to give you a baseline. All right, thousand points cost you twelve bucks fifty cents. So it's like the exact same model as Microsoft's points, essentially. It's but annoying. isn't it okay? Cool. So, um, you know, just looking at it here, you've got uh, a co- costume sets. Um, you've got uh, you pets. have mail. The, the costume sets that I see listed here so far are a Halloween set. Yep, uh, much like the City of Heroes which is, uh, or you can also break down. You can get the whole Halloween costume set for six hundred and forty points. You're looking at like six bucks for a whole costume set, which includes a skeleton set, a web set, and a Headset, uh, you're getting like Halloween masks, capes that are like webby, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, you've got a there's a cyborg costume set that's out there. Uh, you can create like mechanical uh, type things. And there's emblems for your shirts and pants. Uh, yeah, there's that. There's also um, you can buy more character, character slots. slots. Uh, full a full retcon. Uh, character rename. Character rename. Additional costume additional slots. Additional costume slots, and then there's also a variety of pets that you could buy for eighty cryptic points each. Well, they're just action figures. I think they're lame. Right. Lame. Um. This has caused uh kind of a Kerfuffle. bit of a stir in the community. A mild stir. Uh. Our friend Peter Martinson. Uh, who runs the uh, Don't Fear the Mutant uh, uh, dot com blog? He writes uh, somewhere at some point somebody decided that microtransactions and subscription-based games could actually go hand in hand. Champions Online is one of the games that have adopted this philosophy, and one of the justifications that people tend to bring up is that World of Warcraft has been doing something similar for a long time. Blizzard began with server transfers but these days they offer both complete makeovers and even a faction change for your current character. There's a pretty major difference between World of Warcraft and Champions Online, though. Server transfers, faction changes, or makeovers are not really needed in a game that only has one shard, one faction, and that lets you change your character's whole appearance more or less at will. The major difference is that Champions Online offers the kind of stuff you are used to seeing in the item shops for free-to-play games like MapleStory and Runes of Magic. New costumes, more character slots, which you can also buy extra stuff for, for example, in Guild Wars, emblems and action figures, etc., etc., etc. When I saw the store for the first time, I raised an eyebrow since I didn't think the item shop had a place in a subscription-based game. Extra services, fine. Extra items, no. But the same thing can be said for the item shops in Vanguard or EverQuest 2. 
since champions didn't include things like XP potions, I didn't mind much. You can never pay more for costumes than champions online, unless it was really, really cool. Um, when, when the store is suddenly offering full retcons for your characters, in more general MMO terms, it's a full respec for your character. Uh, that you could buy for real money since the full retcon is incredibly expensive using the regular in-game currency that's where we start to have a problem and that's uh, kind of where I'm at with this is that I see a full retcon being charged in such a complex with a such such complex skill system that they have and they're going out and there's and then they make it cost prohibitive in-game I mean I even Currently. noticed that it, well, no, I mean, they've actually lowered it. Right. They've actually lowered it. And, yeah, there's they still offer a free retcon here and there, from from what I understand. But And I still have one available on my main. But if I were to say I just want to go back and, you know, take a couple of my powers away or, or change a couple of options that I had, you know, a few, you know, levels down the line, the in-game currency... That that will be needed to do that, yeah, it's quite it's kind of considerable, and it should be noted that the only real reason to have money in in game virtual currency in Champions on right now, online right now is for that very reason. Pretty much, I can't. There is no other reason for for money there. It serves no purpose, uh, which is kind of a harsh indictment in itself when it comes to the virtual economy of an MMO like that. Um, so you're looking at paying 1250 Say you screw your character up, but you don't want to delete him so bad. You know, but you're going to pay 1250 No, you know, you'd probably be better served. Even if you leveled him up to level 20, you'd be better served, in my opinion, to just wipe him and start again, and start all over again. Uh... Even some of the stuff like the emblem packs. I mean, emblem packs. I mean, those are the things that just, you know, they're on your chest. Sometimes you can't even really tell you know, what the fuck they are. Quick quick tangent. That Thank, thank God I'm back to slow the show down. <laughs> um, do you guys agree that, like, one of the, with, with Champions and City of Heroes both, one of the things that would have been really good would be for the, like, to have, like, stylized lettering for emblems as opposed to the generic ass letters that both games do and numbers like the superman logo right and not just that but just any you know anything it's like god did you have to pick the most blase font imaginable to generic yeah of course they did i'm surprised it's not you know courier for god's anyway (laughs) Yeah, the emblem pack. Comic is, Sans. Yeah, Comic Sans. That's, That's what you really need. How apropos. <laughs> Veranda. Veranda. <laughs> hostage. My favorite, the hostage. Times New Roman. <laughs> Sweet. I can't wait. I liked I liked some... Helvetica. Of yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys go through the comments on this or anything? Because um, the last one's really good. The last comment on, on the... No, I have. Oh, it's yours. <laughs> How funny. I think the retcon in the store is fine as long as you can run a very difficult mission or series of missions to, to obtain the same thing. City of Heroes has the Terra Volta respect trial, which, yeah, we've done that before. Yeah. Uh, so far, it looks like the Unity Merits can be used for acute action figures, 
but maybe retcons could be included into the system. I prefer something unique, however, to keep things more interesting. As long as XP potions never show up in the champion store, I'm fine with it. Well said. I like I like the way that's you... from Mark from yeah. Channel Massive. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it must be true. Uh yes. So, um, yeah, I don't. God, you know the whole retcon thing. It is that's like a such a lame thing to have to charge your customers for. I, uh, and yeah. I think that some of these costume items are probably a little bit overpriced. Expect you know even just emblems. I mean, come on. I mean and I, and. Even some of the co- just regular costume options, you guys do not have even nearly as vast selection of regular options, just base options in your game to even start chart. I mean, once you maybe add some free additional stuff, like City of Heroes used to do. Didn't City of Heroes go like four years before they started this crap? Yeah, exactly. And then, and then it was like, well, by then they'd given us so many different new costume options. I mean, I could see them, you know, I could see you start charging for extra special costume options later down the line, but, you know, Sea of Heroes was adding free stuff. And where's the veteran rewards? Like, they should start doing that, too. Eh. Like... You know. Okay, because that's how they do it with City of Heroes in some respects. It's yeah, like, they add costume if, options. If, yeah, if it's play, like if, if you stuck with the game if, for a month yeah, or two you, months or whatever, then you get like a free You, you get it anyway. Of, yeah. A free set of whatever. But yeah. maybe they're like, well, we don't want the lifetime subscription people to have these costume items free because this is our only way to recoup some expenses right. from it. Right. Um, I don't know. It's It, it kind of smells almost of desperation. To me, well, there was another already another good blog post where they went after Bill Roper, right? Yep, they sure did. You want to? Yeah, let me take uh, a stab at that one, Mr. Miller. I'll give it a shot. I, unlike this you, comes I, from Muckbeast, uh, who it's at uh, www.frogdice.com/muckbeast. One of the best parts about this guy's blog is he has a category for different things in the. First category is, is arrogance. Is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like, yeah. I love that one. I we do don't even have that one on I know. Ours. That's like a we beautiful really that's a beautiful tag <laughs> or a, or category in his case. But, um, yeah, basically he's saying Bill Roper, does Bill Roper equate to computer game poison? And, um, and he basically kind of discounts the whole initial World of Warcraft Success, not World of Warcraft. I'm sorry, Warcraft. Right. Success, which Bill Roper, of, as we know, is the Zug Zug voice actor, and and Tom. contributed many other things in his role. But um, work, work. but he talks about the ugly way that um, Roper drove Hellgate London and flagship into bankruptcy, mm. and the greedy subscription model for an action RPG Diablo clone that uh, you know pretty much missed the mark across the board. Seemed at first like it might be good. After about five levels of playing it, you realize this is fairly shallow and repetitive right. and boring. And um, he he goes into things, you know, kind of like the history of Bill Roper, how he's always argued against um, respects. He's, he's wondering how it is that somebody who had just driven a franchise into the dirt was hired by Cryptic, um, to to be the the executive producer for Champions Online, 
And then he goes into kind of a full frontal assault on, you know, what what the store offers. I, I think that this point kind of resonates with me. He says, I never understood where the heck Cryptic got off adding a cash shop to a full price plus plus monthly subscription game. That's his main point, yeah. That's not just double dipping, that's triple dipping. I'm fine with metagame functions having an extra cost like server transfers, character renames, etc., but actual game content should not have a fee in a subscription-based game. You know, you're already paying the $15 subscription fee on top of that. What's that getting me? And and it, what's really weird, and we didn't start with this, but didn't... I mean, aren't there reports of, like, Jack Emmert back in the day when he was, like, leading up, up Cryptic when they were doing City of Heroes at, like, GDC and other places being, like... What is the deal with this RMT Being crap? Vehemently opposed. Uh, and then you know, See, I broke that out. No, vehemently opposed. Like that. It's not the correct pronunciation, but I understand what you're saying. Vehemently, you don't. That's not the correct. What, no, how's it pronounced? Vehemently. Vem- whatever. You're combining venomous and vehement. That's what Jason does. He's the combiner. He's the menaces of grammar and spelling. He coined the term (laughs) menaces. Anyway, yeah, I know. I I saw Noah looking at me with, like, total utter disdain. That's why I Well, only after you said, hey, I I busted that out. I think it's beautiful. (laughs) Venomous and vehement combined into venom. You know what I meant, motherfucker. That's what I said, and I said that it was a a nice thought. George Bush was the decider. Jason is the combiner. That's right. Bitches. That's right. In any case, um, don't use that word now. It's trademarked. Uh, That's right. But yeah, Along it's like it's like so menaces. so so Jack Emmerich, obviously at the helm of Cryptic, brings in Bill Roper, right? Known for trying to double dip with a f- and failing at Hellgate London, and it is a bit of a what the fuck thing, you know. He's a visionary. He is a visionary. He did he did do Zug Zug. Uh, I don't know. I just I really liked I liked. Well, maybe after two strikes, they'll learn what not to do in the next game. Oh no! I mean, they'll hire Brad McQuaid. Cryptic hires Brad McQuaid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trifecta. Yes. What we needed was the unholy trinity. Will now become <laughs> what we needed was our very own axis of evil. I should check Brad up on McQuaid, him. Brad McQuaid, Bill Roper. No, what the hell was that on your computer screen? It was a Princess Leia pillow fight. Ooh, I like pillow fights. It's like five Princess Leia's pencil, p- pillow oh fighting at a... Oh my fucking god. Or it's like six of them. It's it's on Muck... Uh, Muck it's on Beasts. his website? It's on a story down on the homepage. Break yeah. out the lube. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're at some Star Wars well, convention, Muck clearly. Uh, Muck Beast. They'll have to... Uh, hmm, I'll have to... Pay I already have attention. this bookmarked, but perhaps I'll have to put it up at the top of my list. Um, See, I bring you Battlestar Galactica chicks. <laughs> no, oh, yes, no, if like, you have not seen the latest issue of Maxim, Noah, just go off on another tangent. Well, Noah brought it over and... and yeah. uh, very nice. Uh, yes. Yes. And actually, Brad McQuaid does have a new post, so we will oh. have to touch back with him we'll next get, episode. We'll have to get next, in touch episode. With him next episode. Anyway, yeah. there was a gazillion posts or uh, comments on this. All very good. Um, uh, there were a few though where they 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 kind of drip drifted away from the the theme of it to the right. the accusation that the game only has um, twenty four hundred real players, based on a, a survey. Um, it's p- pretty much been written off by about three of these guys as as going to close any second, which is pretty crazy. I went from starry-eyed wonder 
to what the hell? <laughs> These guys have like moved on. They're like, yeah, it's too bad that Champions Online is going to close tomorrow. <laughs> like, Wait a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, really, the way they speak um, about it, it's like, whoa. You know, I don't. Well, he says that Muck Muckby says that he's like, he says that in his post that the population is dramatically falling and they're doing this, and so. It's it's just all apocalyptic. So I think that's where they tangented off on that. But I don't, but, I don't know that his his predictions of doom and gloom are completely warranted. Well, you're leaving, Jason. However, yeah. when you leave and your crowd leaves, I will right. say I will say this: the entire population. When you when you log on during prime time hours in in the um, basically kind of like one of the final zones, which is uh, Lemuria, uh, which is God awful, hellish nightmare. But I'll get into that in my uh, my review. Uh, and you see two instances of Lemuria, only two, and there are fifty people tops in each instance of during zone, prime time. During prime time hours, there's a problem there. Yes, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, it's it's one thing I remember though from reading about the game at the beginning was that they they were totally cryptic was whole, totally planning for a hundred thousand user base. So, <laughs> and Jason's shaking his head and saying, "There's no way." They Maybe have they're no larger than hundred thousand, no so they're trying to whittle them. People playing right now, but you don't need it to be concurrent. You just need that many subscribers, right? How many lifetime just, subscribers? Know well, nobody knows how many lifetime subscribers there are. I, I, there's no somewhere between way. one and more than one. We know that. Mark, <laughs> Mark, all you have to do is log on right now and do some quick math, and you'll understand. Yeah, that's where you're at. that's been my problem. Is I have to look to you on that, Jake. Because anyway, I, I have not been able to uh, much. Back to the C store issue. It, it, this is a very bad thing. Going on right now. I don't. I don't think that games. Sh- I mean, if they were free to. Pl- in fact, I'm going to say this right now: is that Champions Online needs to switch to a free-to-play model immediately. That that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'd be and, all. And over. they need to. And, and yes, and then they and then they can go ahead and, and charge all day long. All this, the, what, whatever they want the, for. For their services, but they need to make their game free to play. From what from what it's also been kind of revealed about Cryptic is that with this engine, which they're using for this in Star Trek, and they have got a system in place where they by which they can generate content very quickly, and you know, like they they and they can and they, they dealt with the whole Marvel but pulling out things so well. <laughs> So no, I'm just saying they could do they could do the Guild Wars thing too. Right. They could they go could. free to play, release expansions quickly at a at a de- reasonable price. Right. Have their little store for trinkets. You know, and, they, and could, even they, could they well. can even go the way of of Wizard 101. Sure. Where they release extra content and extra areas for, for subscribers amount. for a minimal or for two tiers of I, subscribers. I think that I think that that would work perfectly. Well, it's not failing yeah. for Wizard 101 right now. That's for sure. That's no, not, it's not. not hurt. So, they're not hurting. Um, that's my. That would be my recommendation at this point for them. But I will save some of that for my insanely long review that will come next week. 
No, we no, ha- Noah's put me on a deadline as well. Will we have that. to suffer through that, or will that be a written review? <laughs> It'll be a written review. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you can choose to ignore it. If will you it be wish. multi-part? Um, possibly. It just depends on... You should space it out. Where to begin? My memoir begins when I was but a young, <laughs> a young supernatural character right. cast into a cruel world full of strange uh, anyway, and Anyway, if you wonders. have an opinion on the whole... I mean, this is just... No, Tip why of the you iceberg. doing that? <laughs> <laughs> because Jason has a soft spot for the Princess Leia in the bikini well, who poster. doesn't? Who doesn't? Um... <laughs> Don't judge lest you be judged, <laughs> Mr. Miller. You have been weighed. You have been judged. Oh, you have been damn. And stop doing <laughs> that, Nice taunting in with the Maxim with the six and, uh, what's, Boomer? Boomer. Yes. Boomer. Oh, fuck, man, that's so hot. Anyway. <laughs> Jason's sweating now. <laughs> anyway, before I bust my box of Kleenex out so I can read this issue of, Ma- of Maxim. Let me, let me, let me pull up, <laughs> let me pull up another image for you. <laughs> um... He's like, I can't finish. If you have an opinion on the whole C-Store issue and Champions Online, please feel free to contact us at mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. We can also be reached at our Twitter feed at twitter.com slash channelmassive. Uh, We appreciate you downloading the podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you, and I'm again to your big ass. What I do, I don't know you. You put my art gonna really if I get that Crayola, Jimmy scissors, maybe liquor, Elmer's glue, that sure elixir, and you might stick to me like flies on doodoo in the winter, babe. Hey, if we get the touch, then you can just call this ceramics. Who would be my perfect sculpture? Only hammers to make you rupture. Questions you should not be asking me. Why you gotta be so defiant? We can say this is a.